0: All right, hey, welcome everybody. Rob Kosberg here to another episode of the Publish Promote Profit podcast. I'm here with a great friend and somebody I think you're going to learn a great deal from, Mr. Tristan Bond, all the way from Australia. Uh, Tristan has a background in physiotherapy and runs a business coaching company that helps healthcare business owners find success through his Practice Acceleration Method, which is also the title of his best-selling book. The Practice Acceleration Method is a step-by-step process for marketing, management, and business systems that will help you double your profits while building a practice that doesn't depend solely on you. So we'll be talking a great deal about that. Tristan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being with us today, brother.
1: Rob Thank you for having me. I'm like anytime I get to hang out with you I'm having a good time and um anytime I'm talking about business in your company I'm having an especially good time. So I'm really happy to be here.
0: Thank you my friend. I feel the same way and we've already had a great chat about all the things that yes. we love like cars and watches yes. and business. So uh so exactly. great. Let, let's dive right in. Obviously, you know you wrote a fantastic book that has done real well. The uh, practice acceleration method. Tell us a little bit about that book, your methodology. Maybe even give us the steps for the person you help and how your steps can kind of do the things that you share, doubling profits and helping uh, doctors, physios, etc., to uh, build the practice they love. Fantastic.
1: All right. Great. So, um, I'm not sure exactly where to start. So, I'm just going to start talking and see what comes out. Do it, do but, um, it. So, I remember I was having um, dinner with yourself and our friend Kevin Haro one night over in LA and you're like, I like your method. I think you need to put it into a book. And then I'm, after I got past the fact that writing a book could be quite agonizing and it turned out to not be at all. I thought, I better write this down, I better turn it to actually put it onto paper. So, what we've done over the last 12 years of coaching is um, we've designed a very structured method for growing healthcare businesses. So, if you think about this, like I always say to my clients who are, you know, physical therapists, chiropractors, podiatrists, they're in healthcare, right? Allied health, typically. And they have a clinical reasoning method to assess a patient. The patient comes in. There's a real process to find out what's going on with them in terms of conversation, then objective examinations, testing, and so on. Then they formulate a treatment solution, and they go through and they help the patient. So what we've done is the same thing with the business. Like, how do we actually diagnose these healthcare businesses and then go, well, if we're diagnosing the symptomatic symptoms and objectively looking at the problems, how do we then provide the right prescription for our clients to then go to that next level in the right way. So, for example, with a patient in, say, physical therapy or chiropractic might come through with pain and their desire is let's get out of pain, which is fine. But when you objectively examine that patient, you might find, well, hang on, in order to get out of pain, we're going to have to change A, B, and C, and one, two, and three first. So we've got a very structured way to do that, much like a client comes to me and they want to do better in business, which is like getting rid of the pain, We have to actually diagnose what's the best order to do this so that we can get our clients to be more profitable and have a business that operates um, less dependent upon them and gives them the not just like the uh, the physical headspace so we decrease their hours but it gives them the mental headspace to actually be able to enjoy their business to the absolute fullest. Mm. Um, as a business operator yourself, I'm sure you can appreciate that. Um, as a business can become very overwhelming physically and mentally. So our goal is to to free our clients of that. And the way that we do that, we think about business overall, your business, my business, any business for that matter. It's based on really three principles. Uh, firstly, we need to attract more of the clientele, the customer, in, in my case, in my client's case, the patients, you to attract the patients to come through. We need to attract them in a way where they don't want to see an individual practitioner because that's just going, going to create a bottleneck. We need to attract them to the brand, even if it is a personal brand, which other people work for that personal brand. And um, Secondly, we need to introduce the, the method around how do we sell to this person. Ethically, of course, we call that rebooking. We're not actually like doing a sales presentation. We're right. actually doing a, a more of a rebooking process. How do we rebook them appropriately into the best clinical outcome care? And then finally, the third part of our methodology, the third framework is around management and leadership. Once we're attracting leads coming in and we're rebooking them to fill a list, how do we then scale that business up so we can continually hire more people and manage them so that the business owner can still be stepping back earning more income, but not having to be a revenue generator themselves. Hmm. Now, that said, a lot of my clients still love the clinical side, but they love it because they're able to do it at the level that they choose. Right. It's by choice. They don't have to do it. They don't do it for financial gain. They do it because they genuinely love the contact. But the vast majority of their time is either free time or it's focused on growing their companies. Wow. That's so
0: uh, a framework.
1: There's like dozens of tactics and whatnot. So that's why we do the diagnostics to go, well, what do you need? What do you have available to you as an asset? Which one do we plug into to really help you grow really quick?
0: I love it. I, I love your clinical approach to it. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that is your background, right? So that's correct. It, it's not as though uh, you come into this field as somebody completely inexperienced, but you come with a rich kind of background of having your own clinic. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my background is physiotherapy, and for Northern Hemisphere listeners, it's physical therapy. Um, for you guys, we had a lot of US and Canadian clients as well. But um, so like in my background, um, I really got into physio because I got injured as a youngster, and I was fourteen playing hockey, uh, field hockey, and I couldn't get back on the field. And um, at some point in time, after going through these processes of not getting better, I was introduced to a physio, and I was like, wow. This is a. This guy is amazing. He's a miracle worker. I want to. I want to be able to do this when I get older. So let's fast forward a number of years. I studied physiotherapy and I started my first practice here in Adelaide, where I'm sitting right now. The practice I set up is maybe four kilometres from here, actually. Wow! So I started that with and uh, using a lot of the principles that I teach inside my book. And at that point, it wasn't a refined methodology at all. I was more, at that point, I was very interested in marketing. So, I had the marketing side, it was whirring around in my head, um, but I did not have any of the other things worked out by any stretch of the imagination. So, I started that practice... And using my marketing, it started to grow pretty quickly. I took a big risk to do it. I, I let go of another. I left another practice to to do this, and I walked away from a partnership opportunity. I only had a year and a half experience, so I was lucky to be given that opportunity at that such a young age. But I was pretty driven. And my dad owned an accounting firm. I knew that I wanted to be a business owner, um, regardless of what I did. So I, I pushed pretty hard with this practice for a number of years. And um, but what I realized is I built a real bottleneck around myself. Like a, I'd created this business that was dependent on me for right. any number of different functions and it was really strangling me, to be honest. And it was around this time that my dad had a stroke as well hmm. and I had this realization he owned his accounting firm. I was really mirroring what I'd learned from him environmentally and behaviorally. I was mirroring this workaholic lifestyle and I was like, that's it, like I can't do this anymore. So, from that moment on, the next 12 months are dedicated to like, that's it. Like, things are going great. But this revenue, this profit is dependent on me. We take me out of the equation, we're done. Right. Like, we break even, but that'd be it. So, I set about building a business that would be highly profitable, more profitable than it was at that point without needing me to be involved in it at all. So, that was my next 12-month journey, which was very intense because to turn a company around from dependent on one individual to not at all, that's a lot of stuff, but I was That was it. Like that was my mission. I'm not having, you know, I'm I'm not having a stroke. Like I'm going to get my life. So that's when I did it. And um, I ended up selling that practice um, a couple of years later. I let it run passively without me for some time. And then I um, saw a really great opportunity to sell to a buyer who was very keen to take it on. And uh, we did handsomely out of that because it was so systemized. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my journey within physiotherapy. And during that time, people started asking me for help with their practices, which I found weird. Like I thought, well, <laughs> here I am running my own journey, struggling in my own mind. I didn't realize that other people would be doing it too because we're so insular. Yeah. So people started asking me for help. I'm like, all right, I'll come out and have a look at your practice and see if I can give you some tips. And I started realizing that um, the things that I was doing by this point quite naturally, were it was a different language to a lot of my friends and colleagues. And when I was able to help them and give them some tips, they were getting tremendous results and they started to offer to pay me. Which I found very weird. I'm like, what is chatting his buddies? Like, you going to pay me for this? And um, the kind of the penny kind of dropped at some point. Like, um, a consulting firm picked me up to work for them. I was like, wow, I can actually get paid to do this and I love it. So, shortly after that, I set up my own brand. I'm like, I'm going to teach my method to people. So that's kind of how it all started, Rob. I that was
0: like, 12 years ago now. There's, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, my story is very similar. I didn't uh, start out with the idea of ever having a publishing company or to help people write their book and do the marketing but in much the same way when i wrote my first book back in 2008 and the success of that and in particular the growth of my business during the 2008 financial crisis really stunned a lot of people and so i had people in the same way as you coming to me and and this yeah. thing started organically. And so, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm I'm just, you know, I, I hear that and I think to myself, wow, that's like the best way to have a business. Yeah, you I know, think so. It, there's an organic, you know, nature to it. And you could have chosen to do it or not to do it. You, of course, chose to do it. And obviously, you chose to do it because you love it, which is really pretty cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I still love it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was catching up with a buddy last night and um, one of the this is a totally off topic, yeah. but um, one of the challenges I have now is I've got way too much free time, <laughs> which is great. I need to come over to Florida to hang out with you guys. Absolutely. But, um, and so um, I'm struggling to find people that have free time to hang out with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Did you speak to I Rob am, Nixon?
0: I should actually. You should speak you to Rob be Nixon because like, I, I just talked to him on Monday and he said the exact same thing. He says, okay, I'm, cool. I'm getting comfortable being bored. That would those were yeah, his words. Right. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'll have to chat with him. I'm like a professional cafe hopper. I just jump around and like read the paper and uh, jump from cafe to cafe, and then I come back into the business and I'm like tinking, tinkering with it. Going, how can I add more value here? So, it's so much free time. Yeah. But I'm um, I'm really lucky that like I love my my clients and I love my team. Yeah. So a lot of my energy now goes into developing my team. And um, whilst I'm not personally involved in the direct one to one coaching of my clients, we've got a methodology that operates entirely without me. It'd be incongruent for me to set up a company that depends on me in right. terms of the delivery
0: 100 percent.
1: so where my time goes now really is in developing um, coaching modalities to train my team and so a lot of my time we're going to like, training them one-to-one and then i'm like hang on I don't want this depend on me at all. So we've now turned that into a system too. So they all learn my method and Sarah's method and without me having to be physically present. And it brings back to that problem of, geez, I got a lot of free time. Yeah. So I'm looking to fill that time now.
0: <laughs> I love it. I don't think that that's necessarily off topic. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people listening and, and quite frankly, getting back to your entire profession, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that are in the medical field and in particular, yeah. a lot of them that are doctors and, uh, I don't know any nice way to say this, but most of them really hate what they're doing. And it's not because yeah, they hate true. the practice of medicine. They, they hate the system of insurance. They hate uh, mm. the number of hours that they have to work and give them themselves, which takes them away from their family and the people that they love. And so you've been able to create something that gives you the free time to you know, do exactly what you want to be doing and still meet the needs of all of your, your clients. That's amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's um. But you're right. A lot of people come to us and they're like, "That's it. Like they want to quit the profession." Yeah, which should be tragic because the value they offer is spectacular. Yeah, you know they're really helping people, and it's just a matter of like, how do we actually change this up yeah. so they can get their lifestyle freedom back. You know,
0: I'm sure there's dozens of problems that you deal with within somebody's practice, but you know, give me the top two or three. So you know, a practitioner comes to you and and says you know this is all of what's going on give me the top mm-hmm. two or three things that you face and and how you help them to overcome those issues
1: you know it, it's funny because um we could break it down to like the top two or three symptoms that they have okay but the overall thing is people will come to me and once we break it down and they realize that I'm and my team and I we're safe characters to talk to and we have a real honest chat what it comes down to is going either I'm completely overwhelmed and I just don't know how to start solving things. And I'm feeling like I'm out of control. Or the other one is I'm feeling totally paralyzed. Mm. Like I can't move forward because I don't have a pathway. So, one is like, there's too many things going on. I'm not sure which one to solve first. And I'm just like, whoa, can't cope. Or the other one is I'm stuck. How do I move forward? Mm. And if we look at we break it down, we can systematically choose one. And obviously, the more moving parts to a business, the more overwhelmed there is. But it will come down to if the company is larger, there's different symptoms to a company being smaller, obviously, as you understand too. But if we look at what drives the business and the biggest problem... If people want to get out of any sort of level of pain, they're looking for a quick fix, right? Yeah. Like, um, let's say someone's overweight or whatnot, or they want to get into better shape. It's like, oh, well, I, I want a magical diet. I want to take a magical pill to lose weight really quickly and things like that. The magical pill that my audience reaches out for is, if only I could get more new customers, more new patients, I'll be fine. Which is not the reality, actually, Yeah. because then we can put more leads into a machine that is still, if you're in overwhelm or you're paralyzed, we're just putting more leads into that system. Mm. So, we need to be very, very careful about what we actually prescribe because we could scratch that itch and give more leads very quickly. Like, we've got literally like hundreds of tactics to get leads on demand, like new patients on demand is one of our proprietary methods. Mm. But we have to be cautious of what we prescribe. But so, people come in and go, hey, I need more new patients, right? And we like, cool, let's check if that's actually what you need
0: yeah.
1: or whether this could be a rebooking issue. And like, let's figure out which one we tackle first or if we tackle them in conjunction with one another. And the biggest overall issue to to really address in terms of freeing up mental space and physical space for the owner, the operator, the founder, is the company structure itself. Do we have the right people in the right seats? And that is the toughest one to solve because there we're dealing with leadership qualities We're having to really address the nitty-gritty of teaching our clientele how to have conflict resolution conversations, how to be very vulnerable, how to really lead and educate their team, and which is something that they haven't had to do before uh, because typically my clients would be like me which is I'm a natural academic and I tend to more the introversion side of things more than the extroversion. And you put me in a room, I'm, I want to get away from an argument pretty quick. I'm like, <laughs> hey, guys, I've got a meeting. I'm faking phone calls and I'm out of there. Like, So that's the toughest one to, to, to actually train. Yeah. Um, and I can completely empathize with our audience. But um, in answer to your question, it's going to come back to like, how do we solve getting more leads real quick? How do we get the team to actually rebook appropriately so that they can service the customer, the patient better, and then win more referrals as a result of that outcome? And also, there's a monetary aspect to that as well. Obviously, we're in business. you know, We're not doing this for free. And then finally, how do we actually grow this team to have the right people in the right seats and educate the owner with the skill set to be able to first of all manage, then lead? Mm. Like my mantra is you can't lead unless you can manage. Right. Like it just doesn't work. Like you, a leader without management skills and management insight is just someone that's abdicating responsibility and pushing sideways. Like there's no role for that person in today's modern business, in my opinion. Right. So we train a lot of that. I know mm. I'm kind of moving around through some different stuff here, that's but great. someone will come to me and go, I need more leads. And I'm like, perfect. We can do that. But Let's, Let's look. have a look, first of all, at what's really going on. And then if it was Leeds, for example, Rob, we'd be like, all right, cool, well, We've got like a bunch of different proprietary methods which work only every time and we'll look at, we'll, all right, cool, like, what assets do you have for us to like, plug this in really quickly? And we'll assess, do they have the right asset in place for us to deploy that tactic? And if it's a match, we're like, hey, here it is, let's do this. If it's not, we're like, hey, guys, it won't work for you because you don't have the right asset, come back when you've grown a little bit more or when you've developed this side of your business. So we critically assess
0: it. Love it. Let's go just a tiny bit deeper on that. Sure. Because I imagine – and by the way, the stuff that you're sharing is gold. So I love oh, – thank I, you. I love what you're sharing. It doesn't – clearly doesn't just apply to clinicians or physical therapies or – No, not th- this, at all. This is applicable to all kinds of businesses. So yeah. you obviously I'll have people – I'll
1: tell you something funny about that, Rob. Go if ahead. If you don't mind me jumping no, in. No, please. So I'm um, – you know I've got these naughty dogs, Watson and Gigi, little French bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, I love them. Like, so I was I'm hanging out with you and Kevin one night, we're having cigars, and I was having way too much whiskey. And um, I remember that And night. then, yeah, and I'm like, I was trying to buy a house at that time, and I'm like, I'm on the phone to Australia. It was like 11.30 at night with you guys, and I'm about, I'm ringing back to Australia. I'm trying to buy a house because I couldn't manage my dogs in the existing house because it is so naughty. So anyway, this new house is almost built now, a couple of years down the line. We're six weeks off from having that built and the dogs have got their own little area where they're not going to infiltrate my personal space and eat couches and things (laughs) but um Anyway, um, this dog whisperer George I hired two weeks ago, and um, he's come around and helped me manage what synergy a, a lot better. He's just like you know, season, Adelaide Caesar season Milan, and um, so I'm am hanging out with him, and uh, he's just like the, the animals are at one with him. They just like they look at him and they're like, "You're the senior wolf." Yeah. So I'm trying to impersonate George. But after I hang out with him for a day, and like he, we got along really well. He then asked me to coach him in business. Because it's the same thing. It's like, how do I get more leads? He's got a franchise. How do I sculpt this franchise? And it's the same stuff yeah. is what I'm getting at. And uh, I've, like my niche is healthcare. So, George and I are not going to work together. But we have forged a friendship. Yeah. And um, we catch up for coffee now and he gives me tips on my dogs. And then I help write a marketing copy for him to attract more leads. That's brilliant. So it's, it's the same stuff. It's yeah. the same stuff, mate.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to share about how you finally gotten the management of Watson and Gigi under control, but clearly not. No,
1: no, definitely not. No, no. But George does. If I just move him in, we're, we're all sorted. But like, I've definitely learned some like, new tactics. that's working. Like it's you know, it's definitely more effective. Yeah, I, I feel less hopeless as a dog owner.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, Well, as a a fellow dog owner, I completely understand. My dogs aren't with me in the guest house right now, which is where I do this podcast from, but uh, typically they are. And usually they're walking around behind me while while the video's going, which is a little distracting, but hey, it's my life, man.
1: I learned that cuddling them and using all the cute dog talk is probably not positioning me as the alpha male of the house. So I was like, oh, that's a shame because I kind of like doing that. You know, I hate to say, but I still do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's hard not to. I love my dogs. I just went and told George about it, you know.
0: (laughs) There you go. So let me ask you a question about the people that are coming to you. Um, because I'm sure you have people coming to you that may be solopreneurs as well as people that are coming to you with, with bigger practices. When it comes to, say, the average person that's coming to you that maybe has a, a business that's doing maybe just barely cracking six figures or something, mm-hmm. my assumption sure. is that they're wanting to grow their business. They're the ones asking a lot about leads, I would assume. That's although right. everyone wants more leads. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, look, you and I want more leads, and we're a much bigger company. Clearly. I guess, yeah.
0: Clearly. So that's a commonality. But what would you say is the biggest issue that that smaller business owner faces versus the one that has the team and maybe has some of those assets, as you mentioned a minute ago, they have some of those assets in place. They clearly have, you know, different issues than the person that's more on their own, maybe just in the first couple of years of their practice.
1: Yeah, definitely. So like if you're a startup, so to speak, you're doing like maybe cracking six figures or just under, like the the number one issue obviously is to be able to have a way to get more leads and then sell to that lead an appropriate price point where you know that you can
0: predictably grow. Right. Right? Consistent, so right? A consistent yeah, source.
1: Yeah, a, a systematic way to go. How do I get a lead? How do I do it consistently which doesn't take up too much time, which is replicable and repeatable? And the way that we teach that is through social media. Uh, one of my pet um, hates is um, th- this is going to divide our audience and I'm just going to put it out there because okay. ha- I'm happy for them to have this way. It's just not my way. I'm not really into referrals um, or into networking. And the reason for that is it just frustrates me because it takes up time. And I can't really track it through like a funnel, a pixel it. I can't scale it. Right. So it feels like I'm giving up a lot of time in the hope that something will work. Like, um, I remember giving up so much time in meetings with potential referrals when I was a- referrers rather, when I was a physiotherapist and just giving up so much time and energy building this relationship. And then it would just kind of go nowhere or it'd be like trickle of leads and it was really exhausting. Yep. So, I look at that and I'm like, guys, let's just give you a predictable way of getting leads. Even if you've got no database and nobody knows about you, we can show you how to start creating that following on social media by creating really valuable content, which is in alignment with your values. And we can start getting leads predictably. So, for someone that's a sole practitioner, we'll show them that method. We'll then systemize how often they have to do it. So, it becomes part of their routine. It becomes a ritual. Yeah, And then we show them how to rebook those people appropriately so that we can get predictable growth. And then it becomes about planning. Like once we do that, what's the actual next step? Don't worry about the next problem coming. We'll deal with that then. But let's just know what the next step is because then it's like, great. Then we're going to introduce a hiring method, which we will teach you. Let's just worry about, you know, fix this next problem as it's coming up. We don't have to solve all the world's problems in advance. We don't have to do that. So we go through that process. I'm like, perfect. Now we've got that. What's the next thing in front of us? Which is like a six week training program for their new staff member, so they can fundamentally impersonate the owner in terms of rebooking and so on. And then it's like, great. Let's repeat that process. How do we increase the lead generation that we're already doing to then fill this new person up? Right. And do we have to not add in another channel to then get them to the busy to the appropriate point based on predictability? When do we go again to get that next person? When we get that next person, then the problem might be, okay, the next problem we have is now we need to step your hours back so you can become the manager. Right. Let's do that. Let's set a point in time and so on. And we we schedule that. And I'm like, great, now we're going to give you the management skills. And then from there, it's like, great, now we're going to hire a manager and you're going to train the manager. And then you step out as the leader. So, it's like very systematic like that. And hopefully, the way I've described it, it doesn't sound overwhelming. Oh, no. Because it's not. But I think that as humans, we're like, whoa, what could go wrong? Oh, my goodness, i got to solve all these things in advance. And whoa, 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 whoa. So, we really break it down. Like a solo practitioner, I love working with them because it's so clean and easy. Yeah. Like if someone's bigger and they come to us, we can get really fast results. But there's more stuff going on. And it's like, wow, you do actually need to solve these three things and they're all pressing. Yeah. But let's just pick one. I want to pick one which is easy to affect right now, easy to bring about an impact right now to bring out a a monetary improvement and headspace improvement. And a lot of confidence as a direct consequence of doing that. Yeah, like, that's kind of how I do it. That's well, it's exactly how I do it. Actually,
0: It's really well said. You're going to have a lot of people that want to hire you after this. Well, I hope so, <laughs> because yeah. that was no, that was brilliant. And you, oh, thank you, you. You certainly know that we're, you know, one in heart and mind when it comes to this. So we do zero networking. Yeah. you know my Doesn't industry is, is filled with people that want to do affiliate and joint ventures Sign. and things like that and uh, nothing against that but um, you know I feel like that's exchanging dollars for hours and yeah. I don't want to do that. And um, I want to set up a system that predictably gets us leads just like you do that for your your clients. So, I, I love it. You know, I'm heart and soul with that. So, well Yeah, said. I mean,
1: people can do that stuff if they want. That's fine. Yeah. It's just not for me. Right. And uh, not for you. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm going to be a bit more poignant about it and say, if you want to do that, that's cool. You won't grow a big company. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, you you're can't. Be, yeah, you're becoming a professional event manager yourself. Right. Like, you've, like that's just not going to be much fun.
0: Right. Yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. Uh, Let's change gears for a second because uh, this has been brilliant. And I think people have gotten a ton of value. This is all laid out in your book and we'll give them a a link to where they can go and get a copy of your book and get some information. We'll put all that in the show notes and everything. We've talked a lot about what is in the book itself. You know, obviously who the book is for, etc. Talk to me about how the book has helped you. Most authors think in terms of, I want to write a book to help this kind of individual. And hopefully, they've also thought about, well, writing a book really can change my life and help me grow my audience, etc. So, do you have some examples of of how your book has helped you to do that? How do you use your book, etc.?
1: Yeah, of course. I can definitely talk to that point. Something I didn't realize when I was writing the book, and it's been a really positive effect, and I really – like, I even love this maybe the most, actually – since writing the book is um, I didn't realize uh, how many people would read my book um, that were not my ideal audience for becoming, say, a coaching client Mm. because they're at a different stage of their life that would just get so much value from it. So, for me, it's like I get lots of uh, messages coming through and emails thanking me for the book. Mm. Funnily enough, a lot even outside of healthcare, which I've found weird, but um, maybe friends in healthcare have spoken to them about it. And they're just thanking me and telling me about the difference it's made for them. And those people I may probably would have never met because they wouldn't have considered joining a coaching program, but everyone loves reading a book. Yeah. So, I'm able to help a lot more people that I never would have reached before. And I didn't think about that prior to writing the book, but like, I love that the most, like we yeah. get so many of those messages coming through. So that's like a heartfelt thing. But um, in terms of like the promotion or whatnot, like we're very much into social media and digital media marketing as are you. And to be able to, insert a book as a piece of content that we provide to our audience is incredibly powerful to be able to lead by giving a lot of information away without a huge commitment from an audience. Like We've done free plus shipping models and and so on where it's just so easy for our audience to access it. We do guarantees on it. If they don't love it, we refund the money in full. So we're able to get our message out there and our methodology out there where people not only know about me and about us, but they know exactly what we do and how we do it so they're able to learn a ton more about us and that really does differentiate our method from other people's methods out there in the market now there's a lot of people in my space working and coaching with healthcare professionals um, but i stand by our method because i'm obviously biased because this is what works for me (laughs) right and i'm like this just works let's just keep it working So, it really, whereas other people are, I know, are jumping at different fads and whatnot, my methodology is clearly inserted in my book and my, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I help, here is information and if you like it, let's get in touch. So, it really stands me apart from other people in the market who, number one, don't have a book Mm. or… Who are even writing a book and you really helped me with that going, well, let's not write a book. Let's just write a book with purpose and really get your methodology down. And that's been massive to go. Here is how I do it here. And I've got so many case studies in there of proof. It's pretty overwhelming. So, um, anyway, I'm ranting. No, um, it's good. What's been really beneficial for us is now also through working with you, a lot of people interview me on podcasts and whatnot because they want to talk about the book. It's like everyone wants to talk to an author, especially if it's had some great success, Mm. much like we're doing right now. So, I really love going on the podcast. It means that I can get a greater reach to a greater audience. But even if the audience isn't exactly my audience, we share that across social media and my audience that follow me see me continually getting interviewed. So, my like social status and authority in the mind of the market continues to increase as the person, the go-to person in our market as a direct consequence of everything that flows on from this book. Mm. We've also set up in a digital media marketing sense like, once again, you and I are all about how do we actually have a predictable way of getting leads. I use my book to then reach more leads, to educate them about us, to then create a funnel so that people go, it feels very safe to reach out. So, it's an incredible lead generator for us. And when people do come to us as a lead, they're like, hey, can I just work with you, please? Because they have read, and I'm like, yeah, well, of course, let's see if we can help first. But they've read the book and they love it. So, it's like putting our best work out there with our clients, like all I have to do is Buy the book and they're getting access inside my mind. So I
0: think it's a pretty good deal for them and uh, I'm enjoying the benefits too. Oh, I, I love that. Let me go a little bit deeper and maybe even put you on the spot if possible. You're using the book in a free plus shipping funnel, you're using the book to drive leads. Do you have, yeah. like, what are your metrics? How many leads do you drive with the book? Well, you know what does that actually look like? Dollars in, dollars out, and you may not have all yeah. of those exact things. But you know how are you using the book? We like to talk about making an an impact and an income. The impact mm-hmm. is clear, the income yeah. is clear. But I'd like to just hear some specifics around that, if you could. Definitely. So, I don't have the exact numbers around like cost per lead and
1: so on. That's okay. Um, but I, I do have access to these numbers and I attend, um, I, I attend a marketing meeting every week, which is <laughs> where I go through these, these metrics and we have like certain parameters we need to be within. So, I can tell you that we've been running like our book marketing ever since we completed it and it's something that we can turn off and on depending on how many leads we're getting, right? So, like, yeah, and we've got it back on right now and it's crushing it. So, when we've tested so many different things, free plus shipping, Mm -hmm. and also now we're testing digital downloads as well.
0: Love that. You totally should. Great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, whilst I don't have the exact numbers at hand, um, what I can tell you very safely, since we've been doing this, we'd have generated easily over a million dollars in revenue. Wow. Um, and at a significant profit as well, because we ensure that our cost per lead is within a certain parameter. Like we, right. we know what we can spend to generate a customer, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely been a, a seven figure process for us, a seven figure windfall, wow. and we're continuing to do it and we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Well, why would you stop? <laughs> well, if one was crazy, they might stop. But um, I'm ho- hopefully, I'm not that crazy. Maybe if
0: you hate money. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you hate money, you stop doing it. Right. But if you don't hate money, then you keep going.
0: Yeah, right. No, I love it. I look, I love the. Fiji e. and Ford Watson shipping. can't feed themselves. They can't. They can't. It clearly, yeah. they they need new furniture to tear up. <laughs> yeah, if they learn to feed
1: themselves, then I'm in all sorts of trouble because they won't need me. They'll just turn on me. <laughs>
0: I love it. Uh, Tristan, I love it, man. This is, uh, you know, thank you for sharing that and you certainly didn't have to, but thank you for being honest about that stuff because, you know, I think there's lots of people that see the complexity of what you shared And they just don't understand the reward. There is complexity in writing a book. There's complexity in using a book in conjunction with digital marketing and a funnel or a, you know, for those of you that don't know what a funnel is, a series of web pages that take people down a path. There is complexity. But when you figure it out, it's gold. It's like having an ATM and it's like being able to make an impact on not hundreds, but thousands or tens of thousands of people.
1: Exactly. It is having an ATM. Like that's what a predictable funnel is. And um, that's our mantra. Let's just keep using that
0: process. And yeah. that's what we teach our clients. Yeah. Love it, brother. Love it. Thank you so much. Tell us where can people get the book? Where can they learn a little bit more about you? Where's the best place to, to send them?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, usually I have an assistant to tell me these answers. Let's have a look. I think, it, I think it's practiceaccelerationmethod.com. Let's have a look.
0: That, that certainly sounds like it should be that if it's not. And there it is, the practiceaccelerationmethod.com. Is that where they can get the free and, um, book? Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay. The practiceaccelerationmethod.com. And um, the, you can get the book for free there. You just have to pay the, the shipping. Right. And... I'm on there right now, and I've got this little thing called Proof. It's popping up saying, tell me people are buying it. Yes, Which I is love great proof. news, which <laughs> I, I love to, yeah, I love seeing that people are buying my book, and I hope that Antonio who has bought it, hope that you have a wonderful read and really enjoy it. I look forward to getting, hopefully, a, a lovely message from you saying it's been helpful.
0: Love it. Love it. That's beautiful. Tristan, fun to talk to you, man. I miss talking to you You more often. I I hope when all this craziness ends, we can see each other again soon. You're on the other side of the world as as I am. And hopefully we'll be able to spend some time. And I want to hear more about the stuff that's going on. But thank you. Obviously, go to practiceaccelerationmethod.com. Whether you're in the healthcare field or not, get a copy of the book. I think you will love it. And uh, uh, make sure you send Tristan an email because he loves getting emails about how the book has impacted uh, your life. I very much do.
1: Yeah, if you do that, I'd be um, I'd be really uh, really pumped. So, thank you very
0: much. Love it. Thank you, brother.
1: Thank you, Rob. Pleasure as always. We'll chat soon.